Hello again, my friends. Welcome back to a Chick That Praise podcast. So we have been going through the seven principles of prayer. Today, we're on number four, knowing the purpose or the agenda of prayer. If you have not listened to the seven principles in the intro video or principles one through three, please go back and do so. I don't want you to miss anything. All right, let's dive into number four. Put on your spiritual seatbelts. We're ready to go. Number four, knowing the purpose or the agenda of prayer. We're going to look at Matthew chapter six, verses nine and 10. This is where Jesus taught his disciples how to pray. So I'm going to read the King James version. I think it's the most familiar version that we all read when we read um, this prayer. Also, I'm only reading the first two verses of this prayer because that's what we're going to focus in today. Focus on today, rather. Verse nine, after this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Verse 10 is very important for today's lesson. Thy kingdom come thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So we learned when I listed out the seven principles that for number four, I discussed that prayer is a powerful tool and it must be used the right way. And what I mean by that is prayer is just not an opportunity for you to have a blank check and you can just write it out for whatever you want, for whatever you want paid, to purchase whatever you want with no um regard for how your request being granted affects other people, uh, whether or not it brings glory to God, or whether or not it is in alignment with the plan, the mind, the will, the heart of our Father in heaven. The purpose of prayer is to bring the kingdom of God to earth. So you have to ask yourself, is my prayer request enabling the kingdom of God on earth? Or is my prayer request selfish? It's hard to ask those questions, but it's really important. We must be very intentional when we pray. Our sole purpose in life is to see the plan of God go forth. When we are called into the kingdom, what did Jesus say? He said that to be my disciple, to be my follower, you must lay down everything, even your life to follow me. So when we said yes to Jesus and we came into this family and we became followers of Christ and part of the kingdom, it is no longer what we want. It is now what the Father wants. And we are saying yes to our God-given calling and potential. So we have to ask ourselves, what is God's plan? Easy. John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. We find from the beginning of time in Genesis, when Adam and Eve fell, that God put a plan in motion, and that is to redeem the soul of man. And so that is what's on his mind and his heart all day, every day, is to reconcile his children back unto him because sin separates us from God. Doesn't that put prayer into perspective? That when we go before our Father to pray, our prayers 
should be in alignment with his heart. And what is God's heart? His heart is to save, heal, deliver, set free. So when you pray his heart, when you pray prayers, right, that that brings his kingdom to earth, that, 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 that is for the glorification of his name and the revealing of who he is to sinners. That is a guarantee that God will answer that prayer. You can automatically expect success and great prayer results. Once you know God's agenda, you can pray successfully. So I ask you, What's on your mind today? Is it your finances, your marriage, your children, your business, maybe your health? Pray from a perspective or in support of God's main agenda. Right? Which again, the sa- which is the saving of souls, revealing his glory, healing, deliverance, revealing himself. Let's walk through an example of praying from this perspective. Let's say that there is a couple. They are a married couple. They are Christians. They are following the Lord. They are newly married. Let's make them newlyweds because that's fun and exciting. They are newlyweds and they lock hands together and they want to pray. How would they pray a successful prayer for their marriage? from the perspective of God's heart and his agenda. So maybe that prayer would sound like, Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for giving us to one another. We thank you for setting us aside and apart to be each other's spouse and life partner and mate. We are grateful for what you have joined together. Father, we pray that Our marriage would be a reflection of Christ's relationship with the church, his bride. One that reminds your children on the earth of your unfailing love and your faithfulness. Father in heaven, use our marriage to draw other married couples to Christ. Give us the grace to live out a biblically sound marriage and that we represent Christ well and teach our children to do the same. May our children grow in your word and grace to be God-fearing, loving adults who honor you. May our children walk in their God-given purpose and assignment. Father in heaven, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're listening and you are married, I pray that you pray this prayer. Steal it, grab it, change it, rearrange it. And I pray that it encourages you. Okay, back to our lesson. Do you see how that example of prayer took the focus from them? A lot of couples get on their knees and they pray, Lord, make us rich. Lord, give us a beautiful home. Lord, we want to go on lavish vacations. Lord, we want to enjoy our marriage. Father, all about us, 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 us. But no, when the focus is on the heart of the father and his agenda for his children, you better believe that God will answer. Now, you're probably sitting back and thinking, I want to go on lavish vacations. I would love a beautiful home. I would love to experience all those things. And I am not saying that you should not ask for those things. 
I'm saying that you have to prioritize those things. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and all of these things shall be added unto you. The Bible also teaches us when he talks about, um, you know, do not worry if, if, if God feeds the birds of the air and he clothes the lilies in the field, he'll do the same for you. He knows what you need. I propose the same to you today. That by praying the heart and the agenda of God, it doesn't mean that you don't mention, Father, I need the lights paid today. Or, Father, I would like to have my home paid off. Father, I would love to be debt-free. Lord, I would love my body to be healed because I would love to go for a bike ride and not be in pain. There is nothing wrong with those prayers. What I am saying to you is prioritize. Pray the heart of the Father. Pray the agenda of God first that his kingdom would come and his will be done on the earth and you will see that when you prioritize your heart to align with the heart of the father according to scripture seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness all of these other things will be added unto you i think it's important for us to understand that god wants us to be healthy he wants us to be whole he wants us to have joy and he wants us to live an abundant life which means he wants us to enjoy this life but he wants us to do it on his terms let's talk about another example what if you need healing in your body it's really important that we remind God that God, yes, I do. I want to be healed because I want to feel better. But Lord, David said it. Can I praise you from the grave? Can I worship you with this illness? Can I, can I declare your glory? Am, can I sing if my throat is under attack? Can I play instruments that you've called me to play if I have carpal tunnel in my hands or arthritis in my hands? There's... Praying from the perspective of his kingdom come and praying his agenda, what that lets God know is that you understand that you're not asking him to do these things for selfish gain, but that you want to be in a position, right, to push his agenda, to push his kingdom, his kingdom, to build his kingdom in the earth, and that ultimately you want to see the will of God go forth, not just in your life, but in the lives of others. I think I will end today's session with an example that a sister in Christ gave me. I was seeking the Lord for a new job and, um, or a new job or a breakthrough on my current job, um, by any means necessary. <laughs> I wanted to be out of the tight spot that I was in. And I, I begin to share with um, this dear sister in the Lord um, my pain points, you know, what I was dealing with in my job and, and why I was just so upset and, and, and ready to leave or really ready for God to move a particular person that was giving me a hard time. And I'm so grateful that she was honest. Uh, it hurt my feelings, but I needed to hear it. She said, you know, I'm hearing all of this about you, but I'm I'm not hearing any concern or care um, for the children of God that you work with. And that hit me like a ton of bricks because I realized that my prayers were so selfish. I was asking God to move this individual. I was asking God to basically create an atmosphere where I would be comfortable at the expense of others. Can we be real? Can we be transparent? And she said to me, 
God loves that individual the same way he loves you. So how do you know if God moving them is what's best for them? Maybe this is where they need to be, right? And when she began to uh, minister that to me, because that's really what she was doing, you know, that's, that's the great thing about being friends with other believers. A simple conversation is ministry, right? Um, and I began to think about it and she challenged me. She said, change your perspective in prayer when you pray about things concerning you. Pray that the Father's will would be done for all of those involved, not just yourself. And I did. I began to pray. I began to say, Father, I'm uncomfortable, but Lord, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Father God, don't just change the situation for me, but change it so that it's for my good and the good of all of those involved. Father, don't don't do anything for me that's going to hurt or harm someone else. Quick testimony. Um, you know, weeks went by, I think maybe even like a month, month and a half. And unexpectedly, wasn't looking for it, I was reached out to for a new job, a new position. And I accepted that offer. Um, and it was a blessing to me. It took me out of an environment um, that in some instances was not necessarily good. Um, and it placed me in a new environment and a new job um, with better benefits and compensation and a better title and a better position. But then I get a phone call today um, that because of my departure, someone who I had been trying, I've been rallying to get them um, a promotion, a title change, um, increased compensation, has now received that. That is amazing, right? But what if I had remained selfish and I just kept praying these prayers of Lord, it's all about me, 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 me. I probably would still be at my old job because God is not going to move right? The prayer is not successful. And he also understands why I need to continue to work selfishness out of Fantessa. And so I would have been there going through it continuously trying to figure out how do I get God to answer me? But I also would have held up that individual's blessing. And so we have to understand that when you are praying the agenda and you understand the purpose of prayer, which is to bring his kingdom down, to bring his will, let his will come down to the earth. His kingdom is not just for you. His divine will is not just for you, but it's for everyone. It's all of those who are attached to you and all of the people in the earth. And so when you're praying prayers that benefit you and you alone, I'm sorry to say, God is not going to co-sign that. But when you pray prayers, with the heart of the father, father, and you pray intentionally. So not that, so it's not just you being blessed, but all of those God has attached to you. I'm here to tell you, the father sits up on his throne. He smiles and he gets excited and he begins to put things in motion. So I pray that today's podcast or this week's podcast has been a blessing unto you. And I pray that you will pray the agenda and the heart of the Father. Father, I thank you for listeners this week who have tuned in, who are learning these seven principles of prayer. Father God, I pray that according to Matthew 6, 9, and 10, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Father God, teach us to pray 
Help us to have your heart when we pray. Help us, oh God, to know what the agenda is. It's all about souls. It's all about your children. For we know that all things work together for the good of those that love you and are called according to your purpose. So Lord, bless the listeners this week. Bless those, oh Father God, who are truly seeking you. Father, because if we seek you with our whole heart, scripture says that we will find you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for joining in this week. Remember, anything is possible when we pray. God bless you.